guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's stories do go, we're going to talk about, unfortunately, a sad story in the passing of Don West. We're going to talk about Dragon Lee going to WWE, AEW and AAA's current relations, multiple WWE superstars actually suffering injuries this year or this week at live events. We're talking about the Royal Rumble and so much more because, again, this is the wrestling wrap up every Monday and Friday morning, roughly between 11 and 11.30 p or a.m. Pacific. We bring you all the latest news within the world of professional wrestling. We talk about it. We give you our thoughts. We elaborate on some of the stories we maybe already did videos about throughout the week and so forth. All Again, like I stated, in one easy-to-watch video, and you can watch a couple of different ways. You can either watch live right here, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or you can watch or listen later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. On the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. <clears throat> As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. You can get all that also by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Unlimited, And also, don't forget to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're getting Elden Ring, whether you're pre-purchasing The Last of Us Part 1 that comes out in a couple of months, whether you're claiming one of the free games, which right now is there are two free games right now. You can claim Dishonored Definitive Edition or Eximus Seize the Frontline. You can claim either of those till January 5th. Claim those and use code PWUnlimited at checkout you'll be supporting us directly. And it doesn't cost you anything extra if you're already doing it, especially if you're claiming the free games or if you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse. Use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout. You will be helping us out here. So as far as the news does go, we have to start it off with a somber story, a sad story. Former... TNA announcer Don West has passed away after his battle with cancer. Don West, the iconic, the iconic pitchman who served as one of the voices of TNA early on, has passed away, and it was announced on Twitter by longtime friend and colleague Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay actually sent out the following tweet stating, let's pull that up right here on the screen. Just heard from wife Terry that our brother Don West will be spending New Year's in heaven. Terry said D-Dub finally had to tap out of his match with lymphoma. We bonded as soon as we met, both as broadcast partners and friends. Years of great moments both on and off camera. 
So Don West for me was a big name because when TNA first started, I found it maybe a year or two into its run on local television where they were running the explosion show as a recap of the weekly pay-per-view shows. Because if you don't remember when TNA first started, it was actually a weekly pay-per-view show every Wednesday night for like $9.99. Well, on local broadcast television, not even like a main channel, not the ABC, not the NBC, the Fox, CBS, UPN, CW, WB, whatever. No, it was on like random ass channel 32 that didn't even have a name. They would run NWA Anarchy at like 11. And then right after that, and this is on Saturday nights, after that, we would get TNA Explosion, which was a recap of the last couple of weeks. And I don't think this was on every single week. It might have been, and I just didn't catch it every week. But we would get recaps of the last couple of weeks of TNA. And I found this, and I'm like, wait, what is TNA? And I fell in love with it. Then it went to Fox Sports, and then it went to Spike and all. And I, I, I love TNA. Early TNA, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, Don West was a big, big, big part of that. West joined the announced team in June of 2001. No, that's not correct. Um, I have the wrong notes here. West joined the announced team in 2012 and lasted all the way to 2002 and lasted all the way to 2012. He also worked on the merchandising side of things. For the company selling, you know, doing all the online videos of buy this and you can buy that and we got t-shirts, we got money. It was great. Uh, in 2017, he came back and joined commentary for the Slammiversary show. And a lot of people outside of wrestling know Don West in the 90s for working on the Home Shopping Network as one of their big pitch men. Uh, he also had a radio show, most recently working for News Radio 560Q. P KPQ in the state of Washington. So yeah. And even just as recent as the 17th of December, we saw pictures of Don West. So like um, there's this one here we could pull up as well. Uh, Mike Tanea tweeted this one just on the 17th, this picture of Don West. And it says, I won't get a better Christmas gift than our time with Don West. Thanks, Gen X Man and Terry West. So Craig Jensen, uh, Jenkins and Don West apparently got to... So it says, uh, my Christmas came early yesterday when real Mike Tanay and I got to FaceTime with our great friend Don West. Thanks for the, his... And thanks to his incredible wife, Terry. Love you, D-Dub. So they did get to speak with him one last time before the passing. And I get how that is. Speaking with somebody one last time before they pass. Because, I mean, my not to try to mix it about myself. My father just recently passed right after Thanksgiving. Like the week after Thanksgiving, we saw him last the Sunday before that. And then come that next Wednesday or Thursday. It's all a blur. I think it was maybe that Thursday. No, Wednesday. He passed away. So, we want to send our deepest condolences to the West family. And, I mean, what else can we really say? But as we move forward, another big story in professional wrestling this week has to do with the signing of Dragon Lee to WWE. Now, Wednesday night, we're watching Dynamite, and Luke and I are getting ready to do the podcast, and all of a sudden we're on 
you know, Discord together. I'm about to click, let's go live, and then all of a sudden I go, holy shit. And Luke kind of looks up and goes, what? And I'm like, uh, uh, Dragon Lee may have just signed with WWE. He's like, huh? So I started reading all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh we're going we're gonna to push the show back a couple minutes. We're going to talk about this on the podcast. And so what we learned was that Wednesday, Dragon Lee and his brother Drillistico challenged FTR for the tag titles. And they beat FTR for the AAA tag titles. Then Dragon Lee would go on to announce that that is his final night in a AAA as he is leaving and has signed with WWE. Now... We didn't know many more details. There was a report from Lucha Blog that stated he was starting in February, but but ESPN's Mike Ramondi said January, and Mike Ramondi said he spoke with Dragon Lee and a representative for WWE, so January did sound more apropos and correct there since um, they got word from the actual people. And then we learned some more information regarding his contract and the deal that was actually signed. And I'm going to read this, a press release that actually was sent out by the Lucha Libre Agency, the, I guess you could say, management team of Dragon Lee that states the following. The Lucha Libre Agency is proud to formally announce that second-generation Lucha Libre Dragon Lee has signed exclusively with World Wrestling Entertainment and will debut in 2023 on their NXT brand. A second-generation luchador, Lee debuted in 2014 and found success immediately leading to being named the Wrestling Observer Rookie of the Year. Throughout the last few decades, many Observer Rookie of the Years, of Rookie of the Year winners have gone on to become WWE World Champions, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, Rey Mysterio, The Giant Slash Big Show, and Goldberg. Accola- uh, accolades turned to championships, and in 2015, Lee won Mexico's CMLL World Lightweight Championship. Multiple championship reigns in CMLL, along with New Japan, or along with Japan's New Japan Pro Wrestling and U.S.-based Ring of Honor, would follow. In November 2019, Lee joined Mexico's Lucha Libre AAA, where he would challenge for their version of a world title, the Mega Compatania. I probably butchered that name. Earlier this year, Lee and his brother Jalisco would become the number one contenders for the Lucha Libre AAA Tag Team Championships, and last night they defeated FTR to win the titles. Throughout the years, Lee's popularity has crossed over into the mainstream media in Mexico as well. In 2018, the youngest brother of the Munoz Lucha Libre dynasty, his brothers Rus and Jolistico, currently wrestle for AAA, uh, Lucha Libre AAA in Mexico and all elite wrestling in the U.S., was one of the celebrity participants on the hit sports reality series Exantion. Exantion. Lee and his family will relocate to Orlando, Florida as part of the deal. The Lucha Libre Agency negotiated WWE agreement contains unique terms which will allow Lee to continue his contracted Lucha Libre Legends of Lucha Libre official licensed products from parent company Master Public, as well as continue with entertainment projects, including starring in the forthcoming middle grade book series from Future House Publishing, in which he and his brothers are monster fighting uh, monster fighting luchadors. Well, there we go. That's that, that's a crazy one. That he signs with WWE, agrees to go to NXT, and not go straight to the main roster, as some has kind of tried to fight, or not fight, but say, oh, he's good enough for the main roster. Why didn't he go straight to the main roster? And, 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 and start him off in NXT. It's all good. But for them to allow him to still have his merch and licensed products through Master Public 
and still be involved in this book is interesting. Now, the book thing, I get it. The book's probably already in the works. We don't know how far along it is, but it's probably something that he's got a contract for that he can't really get out of or stop or they would have to redo the whole book. That wouldn't make sense. But them saying he can continue his work with Mass Republic and Legends of Lucha Libre, that's the interesting one that we still need a little more details on. We don't know if it is all your current products, you can continue selling, but you can't create anything new. Or is it, oh no, you can just keep creating new stuff with them. That's the interesting one. But Dave Meltzer had an update in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter that is kind of interesting. As he states, quote, The belief is that he, Dragon Lee, would become the highest paid NXT wrestler now that Mandy Rose is no longer working for the brand. Now remember, Mandy Rose was making at least $250,000 a year working NXT. That is the lowest anybody makes on the main roster. She signed a main roster deal in 2019, so they weren't going to pay her less to go to NXT. So she was still working on the main roster money. So as far as Dragon Lee does go, it looks like he is now making more than anybody in NXT. The uh, report goes on to state. It's a three-year deal and does call for pay increases with each year. Damn. These freaking management team, they did some wonders here. But the hope and certainly the feeling was given that he would be main roster contra uh, he would be on a main roster contract and brought up by 2014. So, there's some things to dissect. A he gets to keep some of his outside work, which is money coming in. He's got one of, if not the highest NXT contracts we've seen. And his contract is going to increase in pay every year with, I guess you could say, I don't, this part, I don't know if it's like locked in or just the hope of, because Meltzer does state, and I'm going to read this again. The hope and certainly the feeling he was given is he would have a main roster contract to be brought up in 2024. So, it sounds like he works a year in NXT, and then the hope is that he's brought to the main roster after that one year, if not before. So, looks like WWE is going all in with Dragon Lee. And I mean, we saw it because WWE acknowledged all of this Wednesday night. WWE, more specifically, Triple H, acknowledged all of this Wednesday night after it broke and after, I mean, hell, they pushed this story, it seems like, to ESPN. I'm getting um, Kenta vibes here. Because if you remember, when Kenta first signed with WWE, they sent, and I could be wrong in my thinking here, but they sent freaking Hulk Hogan to a show to have him sign his contract live in the ring. As like a representative for the company, they made a big grandiose deal of him coming to WWE before he even had come to the company. Like they're like, oh, we signed Hideo Itami or, or Kenta. And then we learned later his name is going to be Hideo Itami. But we signed Kenta to WWE and this and that. And it's a big deal. And he's going to get pushed. And blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting same vibes here where they know Dragon Lee's a big name. And they're pushing it as so. And... Now I'm going to try to assume and maybe they wanted him so bad that they, his side knew they can negotiate almost anything they wanted kind of deal. Maybe not anything, but we also do know that there was no interest until he appeared for AEW in August. Then WWE was like, you get that guy. They brought in him and Drillistico for a tryout. They didn't really like Drillistico that much, but they brought in Dragon Lee for a second tryout and said, we're signing you. We want you. We want you. We want you. Apparently 
He had two different deals on the table, one from AEW and one from WWE. The belief is the AEW deal may have been for more money, but he ended up going with WWE. As I guess, eventually that WWE deal would have just rose to the same amount of money as the AEW deal. That's just me speculating. So kudos on Dragon Lee for getting what sounds like a hell of a contract at a WWE. Something that we don't really see many people get contracts like this. Like, oh, well, also in saying that, we don't really hear of many people. Like, we've seen a lot of people come back this year. We've seen, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We've seen Jonah come back, Bronson Reed. We've seen Hit Row come back. We've seen Sarah Logan come back. We never learned any of their contract deals. Dragon Lee is such a big name that everything's coming out. And now my other question arises with Dragon Lee off the market. Was he the biggest free agent out there right now as far as popularity does go, name factor, entering work? And if he was the biggest free agent still out there, not signed to a New Japan, not signed to a WWE, AEW, Impact, MLW, not signed somewhere exclusively, who is now if he was? Who is that big name no one's picked up yet? Who is that Biggest free agent out there, whether that is somebody based in the U.S., somebody based in Mexico, somebody based in Japan. Let me know in the comments below or in the chat who you think now is. is I, I honestly believed that Dragon Lee was the biggest free agent out there. That there was. And I can't honestly even think of anybody else that would have been close. To be completely honest. Uh, Baby I says, is Jacob Fatu with MLW? I believe he's still under contract and allowed to do indies because he does a lot of West Coast pro wrestling here in California and stuff. But yes, I believe Jacob Fatu is still signed with MLW. But I can't say that 100% for certain. But I guess he would maybe be the next biggest one. But I'm trying to think. Because you'd be like, you think of all these guys that we see on the indies and then we could think, oh, maybe they're not signed with somebody. Maybe they're not signed with somebody, but there's a lot of people that are. There's a lot of people that are signed that we just don't realize, but Baby Ice, no. Sasha Banks is not a free agent because if all the reports are true, she's already under some sort of a per-appearance deal with New Japan. So she's kind of locked in right now with New Japan. So yes, she's not signed to an exclusive full-time contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. But she's locked in with somebody where they may have first right on dates kind of deal, even though it's a pre-per-appearance deal. So maybe she is the biggest free agent out there. But at the same time, we don't even know if she is a free agent. What if, what if, and I'm just spitballing now, Sasha's under a per-appearance deal with, with New Japan and secretly signed with AEW. So we don't know. The Sasha thing's interesting because literally nothing can be known till at least January 1st. That's the that's the thing going on with Sasha. Everything's got to be kept quiet till at least January 1st. But when we speak about Dragon Lee going to WWE, that means he and his brother Jalistico had to drop the AAA Tag Team Championships. And we have some information regarding those titles, regarding all of their titles, and AAA's potential, I guess you could say, Working partnership with AEW right now. Pull up these notes. This comes from the Wrestling Observer. Yes, this comes from Dave Meltzer in the latest. 
Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Dave Meltzer does right, right now. The plan is that unless it's Kenny Omega, who they still want as their mega champion because of his work and name value, if they can get dates on him, they don't want the titles on AEW wrestlers because of the difficulty in confirming dates on them. That said, FTR was praised by those at AAA who said that if they could get dates on them, they do want them back, noting that Dax Harwood was hurting, but they still got uh, some great heat. The decision to go with Lee and Drillistico, even though Lee was leaving, was because they had been chasing the belts for a year. Plus, they wanted to elevate Drillistico. So this kind of falls in with the Tammy, the not the Tammy, the Sammy and Ty stuff. Basically, what they're saying is they would like to work with AEW and put titles on AEW wrestlers, but it's hard to do so when at any moment, note at any moment's notice, Tony Khan can go, oh, you got a show on a Wednesday? Nope, we're using them on a Wednesday. Hence why Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello are no longer the mixed tag team champions. They tried and tried and tried to bring them into AAA. They were supposed to work February 17th. Then that show didn't happen. That was more of a visa issue. Then they were supposed to work last Wednesday, the 28th. They had promos online and Twitter videos of all, of them going, 28th? Because they're like, how about we go and work for AAA on December 1st? And they're like, no, that's not working for us. And then they would be like, oh, December 7th. Oh, that's not working for us. And they're like, December 17th. And they're like, oh, that, that's not working for us. And then finally, uh, Sammy looks at Ty and goes, December 28th? And she's like, we'll have a hair appointment, but I guess I can push it back. Yeah, December 28th works for us. We'll be there for New Japan. And then what happens? Tony Khan books are in a random ass. Nothing happened in tag match. I mean, not nothing happening because there is a kind of a storyline there that they could have just done it last week or they could have pushed it to Rampage. Well, no, they couldn't have pushed it to Rampage. Rampage was pre-taped this week. They could have pushed it to next week in Seattle. But that's the main issue here is it's like, yeah, we, we want to work more with AEW. We don't mind putting our titles on AEW wrestlers. But the hard part is when their titles are on those wrestlers and we set a date and then Tony Khan's got first right to dates, they get pulled. And then their titles are sitting on ice. Their champions are not defending their belts. So basically it's like, unless it's Kenny Omega, because of his name value, we're not putting our titles on anybody else from AEW right now. So huh, it's an interesting one. It's a very, very interesting one. As we shift over and talk WWE news, had a couple injuries that happened this past week. So if you guys don't know, WWE has been on the road all week. WWE has been on the road all week doing live events. And unfortunately, one top Monday Night Raw superstar may have suffered an injury. Well, actually, possibly suffered an injury. Yeah, may have possibly. Same thing. There was an injury to AJ Styles at a house show. Well, WWE had a house show in Hersey, Pennsylvania. The referee had to throw up the X sign during a match that saw the OC's AJ Styles. Um, yeah, AJ Styles go down with an injury. There was an over-the-top rope spot that did not go well for the former world champion that some noted looked nasty live in the building. It was after that spot that the referee was seen to basically have stopped the match, throwing up the X sign and trainers coming from the back to check on Styles. While fans noted that Styles had appeared to, had appealed, wait, let me read this again. 
Um, with fans noting that Styles has appeared to sustain some sort of an injury to the lower part of his body, possibly a leg or ankle issue, PW Insider does have an update stating. Pull that one up. I thought it was up, but it wasn't. PW Insider website's got so many ads that it just it never wants to load right. For those who have asked, the AJ Styles injury earlier tonight was 100% legitimate and not part of some sort of a storyline or work for the live event in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We were told it was likely an ankle injury and Styles will be getting it checked out ASAP. Until he gets that done, there's no way of knowing if and or how long he will be out of action. Styles was having issues putting weight on his left foot after the match and was walked out by WWE officials. More to come soon. We wish him the best. So unfortunately, it does look like AJ Styles did suffer some sort of an injury. And man, that really sucks. But at the same time, it's like, we're not even sure what they were doing with AJ anyways. Like, what really were they doing with AJ Styles anyways? That's the big question. The OC was working with Judgment Day, but that seemed to like maybe be done, but not really. So, all the best to AJ Styles, though, who seemingly suffered an ankle injury this past week. And if we do hear anything further, we will keep you updated. But it seems like AJ was not the only wrestler to suffer an injury at this week's set of house shows. Uh, Bray Wyatt returned to the ring this week at WWE's holiday tour, notably defeating Jinder Mahal back on Monday at the MSG show. The bout marked Wyatt's first match since losing to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 37 in 2021. Wyatt also defeated Mahal on the December 28th and December 29th shows in Greensboro, North Carolina and Miami, Florida. Now, unfortunately, it looks like Bray may not have came out of Miami fully unscathed as Bray actually told one fan, or actually it was two fans in the front row after the match, that he believed that he broke his finger. Basically, Bray was signing autographs after the match going back up the ramp, and there were two fans that had their phones out and they were filming for their vlog. And Bray's like, yeah, I think I broke my finger. Yeah, I think I broke my finger. So we don't know if he did actually suffer a broken finger or not, but Bray did believe after the match that he may have. So another unfortunate injury, but it's like, okay, Bray ain't really wrestling much anyways, ain't doing much anyway, so they could just keep him off till his finger heals. Not much to it. I mean... We do have the Royal Rumble coming up. If he's got a broken finger, maybe he tapes it and works the Rumble. Maybe he's the pitched black match. I don't know. So hopefully Bray Wyatt can heal up and be good to go here soon. But it is good to see that Bray has been in the ring this week as well. Finally, getting back out there. But speaking of the Royal Rumble, there was a news story earlier this week that basically Tommy Fury was on the MMA Hour and said that his brother was supposed to appear at the Royal Rumble and possibly work WrestleMania, but they can't get a work visa right now for the United States because of ties to an Irish mob boss. Now, Dave Meltzer kind of tried to refute this in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, stating, quote, According to one major WWE source, he could not say that the story wasn't true, but noted it was not something talked about. It was noted that Fury was not willing to put people over or even look vulnerable. 
And if he were to be in the Royal Rumble as a surprise, what would he do and how does it make sense for him to do a quick Rumble cameo given the amount of money it would have cost to use him? Now, here's the thing. They're saying, oh, it was never talked about for him to be in the Rumble. That's not what his brother said. His brother said that he was to make an appearance at the Royal Rumble, possibly leading to a match at WrestleMania. So, whatever this source is that Dave Meltzer is speaking of, that's not even what Tommy Fury said anyways. Tommy Fury, again, let me reiterate. Tommy Fury on the MMA Hour said that his brother was slated to make an appearance at the Royal Rumble, or at least had been talked to about appearing at the Royal Rumble. Never to be in the Rumble or work a match at the Rumble. Maybe a mania, but that's three months down the line. But speaking of the Royal Rumble, it's going to be a short, short episode of the podcast. But speaking of the Rumble, we're going to close this out by speaking about who's currently favored one month out to win both the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. These betting odds do come from Bet Online. And we're going to start with the women's Royal Rumble match. We're going to give you the top five favorites for each match. And the women's Rumble at a plus 800, number five, Raquel Rodriguez. The number four favorite coming in at a plus 500 is Bailey. The number three favorite coming in at a plus 400, Charlotte Flair. The number two favorite coming in at a plus 350, Rhea Ripley, and the current betting odds favorite at a plus 250 to potentially win the Women's Royal Rumble is Becky Lynch. There is a rumor that Becky Lynch could be challenging Ronda Rousey for a championship at WrestleMania, which would be the SmackDown Women's title. So Becky wins the Rumble, and that's how they get her to SmackDown. She gets to pick what champion she wants to challenge, and she goes, hey, I want Ronda. What is she, what, Ronda? What is she, Ronnie? That's what she used to call her, Ronnie. I want Ronnie. I want to take on Ronnie. There we go. They never did the singles match. Ronda, Becky, now they can do it at WrestleMania. As far as the men's Royal Rumble betting odds does go, the number five favorite is the United States champion at a plus 1,400, Austin Theory. Number four favorite, coming in at a plus 1,200, Seth Rollins. The number three favorite, coming in at a plus 400, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number two favorite, coming in at a plus 300, Sami Zayn. And the current Betting odds favored at a plus 100 to win the men's Royal Rumble. Well, that's the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Yep, Cody Rhodes is the current favorite to win the men's Royal Rumble match. We don't know. So there's a rumor that Cody could be back the week before the Rumble on that Raw and then announce he's going to be in the Rumble and then go on from there. But there's also a rumor that he can be a surprise entrant in the 2023 Royal Rumble. We don't know exactly which one's actually going to happen. But I have heard that that week before the Raw 30th anniversary show, Cody may actually make his return there. That's something we heard about three or four weeks ago. We had it up on patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited that there had been talks of Cody returning at the Raw 30th anniversary show and basically returning just to say, I'm going to be in the Rumble. I'm going to win the Rumble. And then I go to Mania and win the title that I said I was going to win a year ago. Basically wrapping up a whole year-long thing, even though you're really wrapping up a little bit of a year-long thing because Cody was out for so long, unfortunately. So we'll see how that all does go. But currently, Becky Lynch and Cody Rhodes are the favorites to win the Royal Rumble. But with that, guys, that's all we got. That 
is going to wrap up the wrap-up. Remember, tonight is Friday Night SmackDown, a very big episode of Friday Night SmackDown. And so far, three things have already been announced for the show. So let's pull those up right here on the screen to show you. Um, um. So far, we do know that Sheamus will be going one-on-one with Solo Sokoa. For the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line, Ronda Rousey will be defending against Raquel Rodriguez. Remember, Raquel's got a bad wing. And finally, the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns will be teaming up with Sami Zayn to take on the team of John Cena and Kevin Owens. So far, these three things are the only three things that have been announced for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, guys, that's everything we got for you. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited if you watch live or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. I'll be back tonight to talk about Friday Night SmackDown, this big John Cena episode of SmackDown. And if I don't see you tonight, well, have a great New Year's tomorrow, this weekend. And we'll see you back Monday for the Monday edition of the Wrestling Wrap-Up. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Have a great New Year's. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.